This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome to the last hour of the Power Zone right here on Power 98.7. Between now, 2 o'clock and 2.30, we go into a politics looking at the role of traditional and religious leadership here in South Africa. Also looking at the upcoming general elections and how then we see them feature here. Uh, so we have a freedom in South Africa, Afisa, the president here and the prime minister candidate is Hoshi Bishop General Ntai Munye, who joins us this morning for these particular conversations. So we've roped uh, Hoshi in uh, this morning uh, to speak to us about the upcoming election, especially hearing uh, that religious leaders have been left behind and traditional leaders have been left behind over time. Uh, The MK party is trying to convince them that they have a home uh, within uh, the party. We know FISA has also uh, been one of the organizations established to look into uh, just making sure that we rope in traditional leaders and religious leaders and those uh, that whose voices have been muted over time uh, to play a part in these particular elections. So we're roping uh, in Hoshi uh, this morning because we hear that religious leaders in KwaZulu-Natal have threatened uh, that the country would be shut down, uh, this being for good, if the IEC rejects Um Kondowesi's way. Also saying that here that if the 2024 general elections don't give uh, the MK party and Ngamalala, a two-thirds majority, and the ANC remains in power. Uh, they're going to close South Africa uh, for good. Uh, so we unpack here uh, in terms of all of these developments with Hoshi. But you at home, you're welcome to join in on 0861-987-000. We're also there by X. We go by at PowerFM987 at Katlero Lerodi underscore. Hoshi, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Katlero. Good morning to the listeners. Thank you very much for the invite. Yeah, no, thank you very much for giving us uh, your time. Have traditional leaders and religious leaders been left behind? Uh, when you look at how uh, the political space have uh, shaped over time, uh, looking at uh, the 30 years that we've been uh, in this new uh, dispensation, looking also at how then uh, we saw the role of traditional leaders, the role of uh, you know religious leaders uh, becoming very important at the height of apathate in them leading us into this democracy democratic dispensation it looks like uh, things then uh, shifted uh, a bit hence we seeing most of them now even saying that uh, it's high time that they get a voice and saying that uh, they need to uh, really be uh, more or less taken into consideration after having found a home uh, there uh, by mk what do you make of uh, where we find ourselves right now and the role of traditional leaders thank you thank you so much for the beautiful uh, question let me start by saying uh, traditional leaders were destroyed by the government uh, in order uh, to take over the control of land and minerals in this country. Uh, and uh, today, if you look at what is happening in, in different uh, royal uh, houses, there are lots of fights. This is because of the politicians who go through the back door uh, to promise this and that, and uh, also selectively um, uh, supporting those that are, are pro uh, their party. So what MK is saying is a, a disparation. I, I listened to, to the clip, 
disparation also undermine the intellectual capacity of the traditional leaders and, and religious leaders. One, they are claiming that we don't know politics. Two, it's late, we will make no difference. Uh, three, we were given money uh, to say what we say. And, you know, uh, they are not even uh, uh, coming forward with these issues. And again, threatening IEC uh, if, if they don't uh, uh, win with two-third majority. I think they are just making a lot of sense here. One, as a religious leader, that particular leader who was speaking in that uh, 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 rally or campaign, he's lying. He's lying to the public. He's distorting information. Uh, I received a call from one of the leaders uh, saying uh, they are asking for us to join them in the occupation of Lituli House in the coming weeks. And then we asked them, why are you doing that? And why Lituli House? Mm. And they explained that no, uh, ANC was formed by traditional leaders. Now that uh, things are not going well, it is because of the current president. So as traditional leaders, let's go and remove him. And we said, no, these are factional battles. We can't be part of the factional battles. Traditional leaders were left behind many years ago. Uh, under the, the, the ruling party from 1994, they, they did their best to destroy them and to replace them with municipality. And uh, the former president, uh, President Zuma, um, it's one of those who destroyed us by appointing the Khoisan as the monarch of South Africa wiping out our history into the dustbin. Today we are suffering with our communities. We have we are struggling with the basics and there's no water, there are no services, and uh, there's high levels of inequality when coming to traditional leadership issues. So uh, for them to, to make these claims uh, is a disparation because we don't want to join factional battles. ANC is falling apart. This is President Ramaphosa's camp and President Zuma's camp. Now, why do we join these camps? Because they never represented us. They never cared about us. President Zuma uh, was the the, the leader in this country. He did uh, absolutely uh, uh, nothing or very little uh, uh, for traditional leaders. In actual fact, we are in this situation because of, of President Zuma and the current president. This, uh, uh, this also goes to the issues of military uh, veterans and MK veterans, because there are two groups here. Military veterans are those uh, who were members of Sadaf, and then MK veterans were, were those who were members of, of MK. Uh, MK veterans were with President Zuma, some of them in exile. When he took over power, uh, he forgot about them. In actual fact, he did very little about them. So the problems that they are raising today, they were there even when he was the president. Mm-hmm. And the question here is, why today? Uh, because uh, as the president with all the powers, he failed to support them mm-hmm. uh, to achieve uh, uh, their goals or to achieve their benefits. Mm-hmm. So as traditional leaders. So, so are, you, are you saying here? 
If I can come in there, Hoshi, that it was systemic. How then the role of traditional leadership and religious leadership within the political space was handled over time. And these particular gaps were created just to make way for politics, meaning that personalities, whoever comes into being as the president, would decide in terms of how then they handle the role of traditional leadership. And over time, then we see that role being politicized? Yes, uh, this was just a gimmick. To have the House of Traditional Leaders, uh, uh, for example, having Conchalesa and, and others, th- these structures are just there to micromanage the, uh, the traditional affairs. But generally, as, as I said in the past, uh, the traditional leaders have got no role so they destroyed us completely. We have no role. We are we are suffering uh, with with our communities. For example, during COVID, I, I attended one conference. I was representing all the traditional leaders, international conference organized by UJ and University of of Namibia. Uh, what I told them in that conference uh, uh, is that we had no role. Why? Because. Even on the legislation, traditional leaders have got no role. It is worse today uh, with this new act, Traditional Leaders and uh, Khoisan Act of uh, uh, 2019, Act number 3 of 2019. It says traditional leaders should not be given any role where they are making decisions. So it's written there. So uh, uh, what these people are saying and what they are doing, those are just gimmicks. Uh, to mislead our society that traditional leaders are being represented and and so forth. So uh, uh, we are not represented, and now that we are rising, that's why they are are hijacking our manifesto. In actual fact, some of them were even asking our manifesto from some of our leaders to say, share with us the manifesto of of FISA. Uh, Why? Because they don't know uh, 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 that... They, they don't know many of the issues that, that we are representing. We talk about the United Kingdom, uh, Kingdom's model, uh, the constitutional monarchy model. Um, and we also say we want the, 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 the what do you call, the, the prime minister instead of the, the president uh, to run uh, politics and the economy. So now that we refuse to join them, they start to label us and to call us all these sorts of names. It's a shame on them. Yeah, and, and also then, uh, when you look at how things should have gone, how would you have envisioned South Africa uh, to really more or less uh, rope in traditional leaders and religious leaders into the political space in a way uh, that matters? Uh, if we say we go back to basics now and we try by all means to start afresh uh, in terms of how things should have gone, uh, looking at what I've highlighted, the, importance, the important role of traditional leaders and uh, religious leaders in leading us into where we are right now. If we say we go back to basics, where do we start? Where do we start, Hoshi? Uh, it's, it's very easy, Katleho. Very, very easy. Uh, we, we, we simplify the solutions for the people of South Africa. We form a United Kingdoms. What we mean is that uh, we bring all the indigenous tribes that were left out by this government. Today we have three kingdoms, the Zulu kingdom, Bedi kingdom, and Kosa kingdom. Other uh, 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 tribal authorities or kingdoms were, were destroyed completely. As Baroka, we are completely destroyed. Being uh, the indigenous people of Transvaal, 
you, you won't believe that we don't have a kingdom, a recognized kingdom by the government. Uh, this is the perpetuation of a colonial and uh, apartheid patterns where traditional leaders were uh, appointed. If you disagree with them, they leave you out. They choose somebody else to take over your role. So what we are saying here is, let's bring in the constitutional monarchy. The constitutional monarchy, basically, is a democratic system used by uh, uh, Britain and many other countries. Uh, most of the Arab countries, Malaysia and, and other countries, New Zealand, Canada, they are using that model. So you have a, 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 the kingdoms above politics, and then the prime minister below the kingdoms runs politics and the economy of the country. Uh, and then on the other side, you have the independent judiciary. So if you have all that, automatically you address the issue of land, because the role of the United Kingdoms is to protect the land, the minerals, other culture, uh, traditional leadership, and to protect uh, our heritage and our communities. Then the prime minister uh, protects the sovereignty of the country, protects the local people on jobs, businesses, and services, and further protects um, the, 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 the value of education and also ensure that uh, there's law and order in, in, in the country, and unlike now. Mm. In, in this model, we've yeah. simplified everything. And uh, automatically, we are also solving these issues of exploitation. Remember, in South Africa, uh, there's a lot of exploitation. For example, there are about 5 million tender jobs. And I'm referring to security jobs. Security is run by private companies mm. uh, to protect the government buildings. So I'm talking over 2 million jobs. If you check all the government buildings, uh, clinics, hospitals, schools, uh, and, and many other buildings, they are being protected by uh, uh, private security companies. This is because the government has neglected its functions for private sector uh, to thrive. Uh, look at the cleaning jobs. Uh, it's also contract work. It's also tender. Look at the maintenance jobs. It's also tender. So with the constitutional monarchy system, you solve the issue of jobs. Now, let's, let's also look at the challenges that we are facing as the country, the challenges of skills programs, uh, which are as a result of this uh, poor education system. The skills programs, they are very much important because many of our graduates, they lack mm -hmm. uh, uh, skills. And uh, I'm talking both the technical and entrepreneurial skills. So uh, what we are saying with this model, we are going to make sure that all the non-matriculants, we put them into skills programs to produce many of the items that we are using mm. in, in the market. And, 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 so as China. Yeah. Uh, so with this, we are saying, uh, instead of uh, just ordering or being consumers in every sector, we produce things locally. When you produce things locally, meaning you are creating mm. more jobs. Mm. Uh, also, well, the other important thing that South Africa is not doing here is to make sure that there's a proper uh, succession planning. Look at all the government departments. We have about 800,000 uh, public servants. All the government departments are understaffed. Teachers are understaffed. They are using assistant teachers uh, to, to, to compensate for the, uh, for the, for the, for the shortage. Uh, nurses are understaffed, uh, police are understaffed, soldiers. So all the government departments are understaffed. Why? 
Uh, this is because of the same thing that these people are failing to do simple things. Let's make sure that every year we recruit minimum 10,000 people to, to shadow all the government uh, uh, departments. If we take, for example, 1,000 people under the military, we train them, and once they, they, are, they are qualified, then we distribute them in all nine provinces. It's a small number. Yeah, I mean, also that comes through because of the austerity measures that government would want to uh, more or less deploy uh, when you look at the economy that has not been doing well uh, over time. That's why you see uh, government departments not opening up, uh, but, you know, the process of recruitment. We don't see those internships anymore that used to be there uh, because of the fact that they would always come back to say uh, the economy is not doing well. But I wanted to ask you as well that uh, does does this then uh, mean that we have to relook at the constitution, rework the constitution in a way that would see all of these things become a possibility? Because one of the things that we've seen the MK party uh, just push in their campaign and how and what they've been saying going around uh, was the fact that the constitution would need to be reworked in a way that you know is like going back to basics from those days whereby we are you know drafting a new constitution that would accommodate uh, what they're aspiring or what they're pushing for. I want us to listen to this clip uh, that they were actually more or less talking about as MK Party, uh, that basically just talking about the fact that they would want to be recognized. They want Ngamalala to also be one person that is recognized and saying that uh, they find the constitution of the country uh, problematic. Let's listen to that clip and then we'll come back and engage some more. Okay. People of South Africa! Allow us to deliver as the religious leaders to say the time is now and now is the time. There is no way they know that we can be pets here and they are chilling comfortably. There is no way. There is no way they can go around maligning Amalala. As religious leaders, as traditional leaders, we want to tell them that they stop it today, They think they will make a difference, but it's too late. And I'm fully deliver a message of very clear to the to the leadership of Umkondo West and nationally. If our elections, I want to deliver a clear message to the MK leadership. If the 2024 elections don't give Umkondo West a two-thirds majority, we will close South Africa for good. Yeah, uh, that, that is, of course, uh, sentiments coming through uh, from uh, traditional leaders and religious leaders uh, that are backing Ngamalas, Ngamalala in this particular regard. And we, we know very well that theirs have been also uh, to question the role of the IEC and they're saying that there's a need to change uh, the constitution. And I asked there as well, uh, Hoshi, to say that uh, does your process, you just moving into the monarchy system, uh, see us then going into the reworking of the country? constitution yes when when you uh, uh, as i said earlier on uh, it's, a, it's a disparation and uh, it's, it's a lie that traditional leaders are behind them basically they're actually referring to the, uh, uh, the the traditional leaders and some because they are there's a there are a couple of organizations in natal that we are speaking to 
they are not part of, of MK. So they, they just lie to the public that tra- traditional leaders are joining them and religious leaders. It's, it's not true. Uh, it's, it's some individuals uh, who are joining them. So um, the issue of the constitution, uh, yes, it's a, it's a problem. If we switch to constitutional monarchy, we are saying very simple things. We need to review the constitution. Because some of the things uh, stated on the constitution are incorrect. You can't say this country belongs to everyone who's living in it. Uh, you, you can go check any other country. There's no such. Mm. The, 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 the country or the land in any country belongs to the indigenous people, traditional leaders, and, and their communities. So uh, for that reason and for, for many other reasons, we have to uh, review the constitution, amend it, and throw some of the issues in, into, into the dustbin. When we do that, we are protecting the indigenous people, uh, traditional leaders, and, and, and our communities. So the question here to these people is, uh, since when did they realize that there's a problem with the constitution because they've been in power for, for 30 years now? Because this MK uh, is, 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 is part of ANC. Mm. So since when? So as I said, these people are not genius. Mm. Uh, we, we served under these people in the, in the army, in, in the defense. They continue to exploit us. And I don't know why these MK veterans, they want to believe that uh, President Zuma will make a difference to them, whereas he didn't support them when he was the president with all the powers. So we don't believe in them. They are not genuine. They want to use a force. They don't even understand the numbers here. If you say to me, two-third majority, you are saying uh, 17 million people. Because if you look at the, 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 the current uh, number of registered voters, we are talking 26 million uh, people, plus minus 26 million people. So the two-third majority basically means 17 million people. Then the question mm. is, where do you get that? Where do you get that number? It's impossible. Yeah, it's, and it's... that's why I, um, I said it's a, it's a desperation. Uh, they are frustrated and they want to confuse traditional leaders. Mm. We are not part of them. We are not going to join them uh, because these are factional battles. They neglected us for quite a long time, and uh, that's why we continue to suffer with 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 our our, our people. Yeah, no, most definitely. Tell us about uh, FISA, Freedom in South Africa. Uh, where are we? Have you launched a manifesto? Uh, how are we, uh, you know, doing in terms of the campaign trail? Yes, thank you. Thank you for so much for that. Yeah, we are busy on the ground um, uh, talking to other traditional leaders. Remember, there are two groups of traditional leaders. Mm. Those that are recognized by this current government and those that are not recognized. So what we are doing here, we are giving all of them uh, the latitude to join FISA and fight for the land. So uh, what we do, we go to different regions, we organize meetings, and then we talk to them. And then they ask questions and we clarify uh, uh, what, what we stand for. Then by doing that, we are able to gain more numbers. Because if one traditional leader comes on board, which means uh, he will be able or she will be able to convince his uh, or her community uh, to join FISA. Because people are, are fed up. So we are doing our best to move from one place to, to another. There are leaders on the ground in every province uh, pushing this agenda. 
but uh, there's also fear from some traditional leaders uh, because of these similar sentiments from MK. So the government also is doing the same thing. They organize meetings in other provinces to say to traditional leaders, if you dare join any party, then we are going to cut your salary. And this has confused many uh, uh, traditional leaders. We've seen in Limpopo the government also uh, giving 57 vehicles. And we said, if you give 57 vehicles, what about the challenges of water? We want water. We don't want cars. Why do you give vehicles to uh, traditional leaders? So those are some of the challenges that we are encountering because traditional leaders, some traditional leaders are scared to come on board. This is because of the salaries. But the right traditional leaders are coming on board to fight for the people and to fight for freedom. So what we are doing, as I said, we continue to appoint leaders in every community because we want 26 people in every community to lead development. Where a traditional leader is in the pockets of the government, uh, we appoint a chairperson uh, to uh, lead the community in terms of uh, development. But where the traditional leader uh, is saying, uh, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm scared of these people, then we work with them behind mm-hmm. the scenes and then get other leaders to make sure that we, we run uh, what we call a, 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 a development in that community. Yeah. So. We continue to talk to people in different platforms. Mm. Uh, For example, uh, in the coming weeks, we will be in uh, Mobani district, where we'll be talking to traditional leaders there. We are also inviting uh, the local radio stations so that uh, the people out there can can hear uh, what we say. So uh, it's a bit difficult without money, without any sponsor, Mm. because FISA is using self-funding model. We are saying every leader should contribute some money so that we can conclude uh, the registration because IEC wants us to pay 705,000 and submit uh, 14,000 signatures nationally. And per province, also, there are, for example, in Limpopo, we need 12,000 signatures. In uh, Bumalanga, also 12,000 signatures. In Northern Cape, 10,000 signatures. But uh, we are pushing very hard. We are also doing our best to build alliance with uh, other parties that are, are, are sharing a, a common ground with us. Yeah. For example, we have Sargo. Uh, Sargo. Sargo is also a traditional leaders organization. It's South African Royal Kingdom's organization. They are also uh, 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 working with us in uh, Northern Cape. We also have, uh, they, they partnered with uh, Movement for Revolution, Revolutionary Party. Uh, it's the traditional leaders in Guazul Natal. Uh, we, they also, uh, we also met Africa Unite Congress. It's um, a, a religious-based organization in KZN. Most of the Shembe people, they, 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 are, they are with them. So we, we are working on those relations to make sure that in every province there's representation. In every province we collect more numbers. But uh, things are going very well. We are pushing very hard yeah. with the signatures. It's tough, as I said, without sponsorship, but uh, we, we are pushing. 
Yeah, no, Hoshi, we wish you everything of the best. Uh, it's not going to be an easy one, uh, but then we can only hope that uh, whatever you're pushing for, uh, this constitutional monarchy system uh, because becomes somewhat of a reality as we look at the gaps that have existed uh, within the traditional leadership space and religious leadership space over time. I mean, rural areas are not transformed. They are still rural. It's like they're destined to be rural forever. So we don't see innovation and uh, just agility for from traditional leaders uh, to transform and develop some of their areas here. So we'll need uh, to really put politics aside and ensure that we champion uh, the course of the those particular human beings that are going to be casting their ballot. Hossi, uh, thank you very much sir, for your time. How do people follow uh, your organization if they are, uh, you know, more or less, or they want to join or add on to those signatures that you're collecting? Thank you. Thank you, Tavis. Uh, thank you, uh, Tavis. Uh, people can uh, call us on 060-893-400 or 000. Mm. 060-893-000. People can call us on that uh, to uh, get more information about uh, FIFA and also to establish structures within their own mm. uh, uh, communities. Awesome. So I thank you so much for the opportunity. Mm. Uh, our people are suffering. It is time for the paradigm shift in, in politics mm. where we bring in the constitutional monarchy to solve all the problems. In actual fact, we did that on one page. Our manifesto, it's one page. Mm. Very yeah. straightforward, very practical. We address all the issues, including the issues of military veterans, widows, and non-metriculants, and, and everybody. Yeah, Hoshi, you know, really appreciate your time uh, this morning. 060-893-0000. That is the, the number to dial if you want to get in touch uh, with Hoshi Bishop, General in Time. When you enjoy the rest of your day, Hoshi. Thank you, my leader. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners. God bless you. God bless you as well. Appreciated uh, Hoshi coming through there from FISA. Hoshi is the FISA president and the prime minister candidate here. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.